Welcome everyone to YSDA. Seventh-day Adventist. And this is a show that seeks to answer exactly that. Why are we Seventh-day Adventists and why does it matter? And today I am joined by a friend and sister in Christ, Javoy Melville. Welcome to the show, Javoy. Thank you so much, James, for having me. It's good to be here with a friend. Right. It's amazing. It's I'm, I'm awesome. already excited. Praise God. And we go to the same church, uh, Westminster Seventh-day Adventist Church which is a church here in the greater Vancouver region of British Columbia. So I'm excited to, uh, to know more about why you Seventh-day Adventist. But before we ask why, tell us more about your background. Like, were you always Seventh-day Adventist? That's a good question, James. So yeah, so um, I'm actually Jamaican. Hey to everyone who is Jamaican and Caribbean, yes. Yep. Um, so I grew up in Jamaica. Um, I was born in Jamaica, of course. And um, there is, uh, I would say that the Seventh-day Adventist Church is quite um, probably one of the most popular um, denominations in Jamaica, actually. Mm. And so... Um, Fast forward to when I grew up, I got baptized in the Adventist church. My parents were both Adventists as well. And so mm -hmm. I've always been um, surrounded by the Adventist movement in that context too. But mm -hmm. also I went to the our primary prep school, basically, um, which here we'd call our elementary school and all of that. So from mm -hmm. a young age, I've always been... Um, seeing being a part of church participating and mm. sort of learning about this whole you know the faith and what we hold to what we believe and that kind of thing so that for me really started um i guess my journey mm. um in being an adventist yeah. awesome mm -hmm. Adventist by birth and by choice. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. I am farther away now, as we can see, mm -hmm. but I still believe in, um, you know, of course, God first and foremost, mm -hmm. but of, of course, um, the way in which we um, live our lives as Seventh-day Adventists is something that um, is important to me. And, Praise God. Yeah. And we'll be breaking that today. For sure. So tell us, why are you Seventh-day Adventist now? Well, um, so it's interesting. Um, I think I remember when we were having this conversation mm. and you asked me, you know, I was just like, to be honest, it's probably <laughs> my idea is probably not the popular one that people would expect. Right. right? Yeah. And so you were you were quite curious as to what <laughs> I was going to say after that. Yeah. And, you know, I said, well, to be honest, the real reason is that um, we are one of the probably only denomination that really holds to. The, the validity, um, mm. the originality, mm -hmm. and the reliability of the Ten Commandments, God's law. Yeah. And so I... You know, being a, when I was younger, for example, mm -hmm. I remember, you know, of course, there's the whole Sabbath hours, Friday evening, sunset <laughs> to Sabbath sunset. And right. so, you know, being a child, I'm like, oh, I can't watch any TV shows. I won't be mm -hmm. able to do all of these things. I can't hang out with certain friends and that kind of thing. But as I got older, I was like, hold on. Mm. After working... Yeah. And realizing that, listen, no one can um, request me to come into work. I don't have to do a report. Right. I don't have to um, fluster about any emails coming in. Mm -hmm. I actually have this time to just relax, mm -hmm. reflect, mm -hmm. think about what God has done for me throughout the week. 
mm. on um, you know not not being bombarded by anyone else or anything else of the, the world is requiring of me. Right. And so I really genuinely felt a sense of freedom um, mm. in that. That yep, it's the Sabbath hours. You know, oh, it's funny. Obviously, yes. <laughs> on on um on Friday evening, I remember finishing work uh, this week, and I posted. And I was like, you know what? Yes, it's the Sabbath. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm going to be resting. Mm. You know what? Um, don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> was the message I posted? And obviously, if anybody called me, I would have responded. But you know, it right, was just right. that aspect that I really can just relax and rest in God. Mm. And so. For me, another thing that stood out to me is that um, when I before working as a social worker mm. and I worked in the women's shelter um, as a support worker, mm. I remember I was doing like some overnight shifts, for example. Right. And there were times when, of course, being essential, mm-hmm. I would have had to work either the Friday night. And I w- because maybe sometimes I'd be so tired, but mm. even though I was tired, I would still come to church. And mm. I'll explain that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. there were times when, let's say, I, because of how things were, I ended up just having, I worked and then I just continued the week and I didn't go to church. I didn't have the fellowship. Yeah. And I remember the end of the other week, I'd feel so empty. Mm. Like I could actually recognize and feel the difference. Right. And so... Sometimes as much as I would have been tired mm-hmm. and works that overnight, I would actually come home at 8 a.m. in the morning on a Sabbath morning, get dressed and come to church. Wow. And so it made such, even though I was tired, mm. by the time I got home, I was still happy that I spent time in the courts of God and Amen. with friends because it re- I saw the difference of right. how before, even though when I was tired and I didn't go, I still felt empty. Wow. So that for me just spoke volume. And so for me, I was just like, the beauty of the Sabbath, mm-hmm. if there's so much beauty that I have been experiencing, and I can only share my experience. Right. So, so disclaimer to everyone watching that, you know, <laughs> your experience may not be mine. Right. But for me, that is something that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, um, I felt that, well, if, if the Sabbath is so meaningful and I can feel that great impact, how much mm. more the other um, wow. the, the other nine, you know? Right. So, so that really propelled my journey to really want to continue on this path as being a Seventh-day Adventist. Wow, it's interesting the perspective you have, the perspective of freedom from yes. the law, mm-hmm. uh, which most people look at it as, you know, bondage right. or legalism or exactly. something that's a burden to them. Mm-hmm. But you have a different perspective. And I wonder what that, why that is. But maybe let's begin with definitions. Mm-hmm. When you say the law of God, mm-hmm. the commandments of God, mm-hmm. what do you mean exactly? So when I think about the um the law of God and you know it's like about three different things came to my mind when I as I reflect upon this mm-hmm. and you know it looks at to me it is the divine authority of God. Okay. Like there is this, it's like the supreme and divine transcript of God. Something that I, as a human, I have, like, I mm. couldn't come up with these things. I can mm. probably come up with a few lines of something, but not a whole <laughs> holistic package mm. that for me, I see to be. And then what to simplify it even more, it mm. is the expressed will of God. It's mm. God's expressed will. And going adding a little bit more to that it Mm -hmm. is god's expressed will that preceded my own existence Mm. and if you dig a little bit deeper to making it much simpler though is that it is um the moral law Mm. it is the ten commandments wow and so i wanted to interject here in the sense that you know um how do we know that the moral law is mm. is the Ten Commandments. Because, right. you know, as we know, there are several different laws within the Bible and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm. But um, 
something that struck me as I was, you know, just reading was it was seen in Matthew 19 mm. um, and Matthew 19 verse 17. Yeah. And it talks about a story where Jesus, um, a young man meets Jesus and he mm-hmm. says, you know, um, good master. Yeah. He starts off with that kind of conversation. And so Jesus is like, hold on, let's, let's, <laughs> take, let's take some steps back here. Right. Yeah. And he's like, you know, there's um, only one good and that's God. Mm. And I know that that can that that, that part in the Bible, mm-hmm. the other you know within the Christian faith, we've had different understandings of what that means, and so we won't be going into all of that now. Right. But I really wanted us to focus on the next few parts where it says, um, "But if thou wilt enter into life, mm. keep the commandments." Yeah. And so we're like, okay, so that that's a that's a I think that's a very profound statement because if you'll enter into life, mm. you need to keep the commandments. Wow. No. I'm sure all of us here, James, you mm-hmm. went to bed last night, you're here today. I <laughs> right. went to bed last night and by God's grace, we're here. So right. we have life. Mm. But there's other aspect to it, the commandments. Mm. And so do we know what that is? And so, of course, the Bible, as that very um, explanatory book, God right. never leaves us in confusion or anything that. like that. Mm. It goes on to say... Um, you know, he, the, per, the, the, the young man asked, okay, but which one? Like, well, like mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? Yeah. And Jesus, as gracious as he always is, mm. he, he quotes something. He says, thou shalt not, do, thou shalt, um, not murder, mm-hmm. thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, bear mm. fall witness, honor thy father and thy mother. So after that, I think this is very clear. Right. We see that the young man says to God, he says, you're good, good, good master. master. Mm. And so when you think of the word good, good is often a, 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 a character trait, often going back to someone's morality. Right. So it is interesting that, that, that Jesus here makes sure that he's very plain and very clear. Mm. You, you reference something good, he references back <laughs> something that is also good and speaks to your moral character. And so we have clear evidence here that the, the moral law is the Ten Commandments. So I really just wanted to make sure that that's how we know that this is, there's a distinction between what the moral law is being the Ten Commandments mm. versus the ceremonial laws and other things. Wow, that's beautiful. And I love how Jesus answers your specific questions, right? On exactly. point. Mm-hmm. So focusing on the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. also known as the Decalogue, yes. um, wasn't that exclusively given to the children of Israel? Hmm. And you know, James, um, that's a very good question mm. because I can see why we could think about it in that context. Because mm. it, it really is like when you when you open the Bible, yeah. you know, we see we're in Exodus mm-hmm. and Exodus meaning, you know, you're leaving from somewhere. So right. obviously we're talking about the children of Israel after, you know, um, God has really taken them out of the land of Egypt. Mm-hmm. So we know that it, it's based in that sort of a context. Yeah. But, you know, I always believe that whenever we're going to ask any questions, we must first see where is what's the foundation of what we we believe and what we hold to. Mm. And so. When it comes on to the foundation, it's like, what does the Bible actually say about the word of God, the words of God, scripture in total? The Bible. The Bible, exactly. What does the Bible say about the Bible? And so I think one of the, the popular um, the scriptures that many people know, take, um, taken from 2 Timothy 3.16, mm-hmm. it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God mm. and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. righteousness. Mm. So 
if we look at that, all the scripture is given by inspiration. So, so first off, whether, so whether we, before we even ask that question, we mm. must realize that all scripture is inspired. All right. Right. We, 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 we understand and it is part of for doctrine, doctrine for who, correction <laughs> for whom, reproof for whom. So who's the audience here? Exactly. Who is the audience? And I think we get a clue in the last part where it says for instruction in righteousness. So mm. if I am someone who is not interested in righteousness, <laughs> this would not make any sense to me. Right. And therefore, it means that would the, the children of Israel are the only people God wants to be righteous? No, that's not true. Do you think the Bible is only inspired for them? Mm. Do we think that it's a correction only for them? Is there anything that we need to learn? Mm. And so I think that we need to make sure that we, we understand that aspect, that instruction for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't any, if we say we're followers of God right. and that we want to make sure that we are children of God mm. and walk in righteousness, that mm-hmm. would also then mean to us as well, right? right so right. that is a first evidence to me to say that, hold on. Let's remember this is a holistic book yeah. because God does not, um, you know, it's not 33 in the end and that's all we know. Right. It, there is a 33 that proceeds. Mm. And so just as how God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus work in union and are connected. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is also a holistic book. Wow. That's lovely. And uh, I'm sure there are many other Bible examples showing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very beautiful how you, you gave the example of the whole scripture connecting back to to the law of god but is there any other examples that you have that Mm -hmm. show this in the bible Mm -hmm. all right so let's look at another example here so even coming from this um from in timothy Mm -hmm. what we don't realize sometimes because we know the other verse you know all scripture is given for inspiration Mm -hmm. but the verse right above it actually says and that from a child thou has known the holy scriptures which Mm -hmm. are able to make thee wise unto salvation Mm -hmm. through faith which is in jesus christ so mm. though um, Paul is talking to Timothy here, right. let's focus in on that last part. If, again, if we say we're followers of Christ mm. and we believe he died on the cross for our sins, salvation, we believe that with our hearts in faith, mm. then wouldn't this also speak to us? Wouldn't we be the people who are able to may, be made wise unto salvation through the faith of Jesus Christ? Mm. So here again, we see that there isn't anything that is showing us that this is an exclusive thing. Because again, if I believe by faith, mm. then it means I'm also accounted in the family of God. So right. then this means that the scripture is inspired for me. That also means that the, the words of God, the salvation that has come is also for me as well. It mm. cannot be for only a separate group of people. Um, another example mm-hmm. is um, seen in John 14, 14. Right. And this one, um, I think some people know it, some people may not. Mm. Um, but it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Wow. Like what he told the the good guy. <laughs> exactly. If ye love me. And so, you know, from the King James, it's if ye love me. So I always say, who is ye? Who is ye? We are ye. <laughs> exactly. Who is ye? Because first of all, we need to figure out who is ye? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who is the person that is being referenced here? But also who is me? Mm. And the, 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 the word in the middle is love. So the question is, James, who mm. do you love? Well... Jesus. <laughs> All right. So if that is your answer, and if that is the answer of the other people reading this, mm. then it, then you know that this scripture is speaking to you. It's not speaking to someone else. If you love me, keep my commandments. So that shows us, hold on a minute. Mm. There is something more we need to know here. Right. And 
when we jump to another example taken in Mark 2.27, but even before we get to that, actually, mm-hmm. it says the previous verses in that scripture mm-hmm. talk about let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. Whose hearts are troubled? The disciples. All right. And those who follow after them. Right? There you go. But and how, do we, how do we know it's us? Because... The, the scripture goes, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are what? Many, Many mansions. mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Right. And then he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. Again, we being children of God and of mm-hmm. faith, we believe that God has gone ahead to prepare for us, right? Right. So yes, God has prepared for, for the disciples, but we know most certainly that he has gone to prepare for us. So that is how we know, identify, oh wait, this is mm. about me. Right. This is about the people who believe in God. And that is why he says, in the world, you're going to have all of these trials, problems, mm-hmm. but hold on. Let not your heart be troubled. <sighs> be I'm coming cheer. back. Be of good cheer. Mm. Exactly. And so while you're going through this, mm-hmm. remember to hold on to something. Yeah. If you love me, keep, keep my, my commandments. commandments. It's very powerful because in the last book of Revelation, I think Jesus also speaks about the commandments of God. He mm-hmm. says, blessed are they that keep the commandments of God, mm-hmm. that they might have right Mm-hmm. to the tree of life there you go right to enter into the city so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the law is the is the condition for life it seems yes and now you've you actually pointed another thing mm. in john 8 verse 51 it says verily verily i say unto you mm. if a man keep my saying he shall never see death no kidding so look at that hmm interesting interesting wow and I believe going back to, to the book of Revelation as well, Jesus Christ makes the law of God so central. In the previous episode, we were talking about righteousness by faith as mm-hmm. a reason of being Seventh-day Adventist. Mm. And it's based on um, Revelation 14, 12, which, which says, you know, here's the patience of the mm, saints. Yeah, and you know, I love that um, verse. Here <laughs> yeah, they that... Keep, Keep the, the commandments, commandments of, of God, God and, and have, have the, the faith of Jesus. Exactly. So it's two things that have to go together, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so commandments, commandment keeping, like you said very well, I don't think is uh, exclusive to a particular group of people. No, because if, in, and if we read even further in that verse, we hear about, you know, all nation, kindred, mm. tongue. Right. So, so, so we have to remember that when the Bible says that, that, is not, that, that couldn't be exclusive. Wow. That That is definitely speaking to so many groups of people. Mm. But it also says that even that very first part, here's the patience of the saints. Mm. So the Bible doesn't say here's the anxiousness of the saints. <laughs> it speaks very clearly to who. So so, so we, we realize that there, there has to be something then. And so think about it. Patience. Mm. Keeping God's commandment if you love him. Mm. Let not your heart be troubled. Right. So do you realize that there is a theme, an underlining theme here? Mm. When can I be anxious? When can I be impatient? When I'm troubled? If I'm mm. troubled, am I focusing on God's law? No. Do I see, do I love him? Because mm. if I love him, I'll know that I can keep his commandments right. and he will do what he needs to do in me mm-hmm. to then settle my anxiety, settle right. my anxiousness. Keep you in perfect peace as exactly. it were. Exactly. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Now... Maybe let's break down. Let's let's uh, change gears here sure. <laughs> and move on to the second section where we look at the law of God and perhaps do a little experiment with the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the verse that says, taste and see that the Lord is good? Yes, and I'm tasting and seeing this ginger tea over here that has been very good. So I'm most certainly sure that the Bible is even better. 
Amen to that. So we'll be looking at each law, each commandment, and looking at what it means and how it benefits us, but also what happens to us if we neglect it or what detriment or damage mm-hmm. do we suffer if we neglect a specific commandment. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we go there, let's begin with verse number one, just for context here. It says, and God spake all these words, saying, mm-hmm. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now you've made it very clear that the law of God is inclusive mm-hmm. for everyone, mm-hmm. right? So in that case, then how will this text, what I just read, apply to me? Because this seems to be specific mm-hmm. to people who have been in Egypt and I haven't been in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So how does that... Mm-hmm. Well, you see, and, and again, remember we said about the whole the background of this. Yeah. So I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out mm-hmm. of the house of bondage. Right. So it's uh, in this case, yes, it is saying specifically to those individuals, it's speaking out that the Israelites, we know this. Mm-hmm. But in our context here, have you ever felt as though you've been in bondage? Is <laughs> a question. Who hasn't felt that way? Who hasn't <laughs> felt that? Exactly. Right. Have you ever felt as though you were in a place where things were seeming just so difficult. Have you mm. ever been in a part in your life where it's like, God, I'm doing everything that I thought I could. Like, mm. I, I say I love you. I'm doing these things, but hardship seems to be befalling me. Mm. Everything that I do seems to be going to zero. <laughs> zero. Exactly. <laughs> and so you, you, you have that sense that there is something that, what's going on here? Like, why, mm. like, like I feel like I'm in bondage. Right. So all of us throughout our lives. So so it may not be the 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 physical mm. land of Egypt, right. but sometimes that the experience that you're having feels as though you are going through Egypt and that you are in bondage. Mm. But mm. the operative word says, "I am the Lord thy God." Mm. That is the word that that's tells, a key, that's key a text. key part in this. Mm. I am the Lord thy God. <laughs> um, if we are going based on the Bible. Mm. Do you, James, believe that you are created by God? Yes. All right. So then you've answered that question. <laughs> because it means then that if you mm. believe you're created, then I am the Lord thy God also speaks to you. Praise God. That's amazing. And even collectively as a people, I think for everyone, through what Jesus Christ has done, mm-hmm. we have experienced deliverance from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Because when Jesus came upon earth, he said, God has sent me to preach deliverance yes, to the captives. Exactly. And, Why would he start with that? Right. And, you know, whether we deny it or not, this world is ruled to some degree by the power of Satan. Mm-hmm. And Christ says the prince of this world comes and he has what? Nothing, Nothing. in me, there right? We go. But then um, what, what God has done for us, the very fact that we're still alive, mm-hmm. And that, you know, we we have some sort of peace is only due to what God is doing in our lives. Yes. So in a very real sense, I feel that God is protecting us from bondage, delivering people from bondage. Mm -hmm. There's a very beautiful chapter I read the other day in Psalm 70. 70 something. I don't know. Listen, Sam had so, like, listen, when I realized that there was 119 Sam, I was like, mercy. You stopped but, counting. I, yes, I was just like, you know what? So we, I understand. Mm. But it's amazing. It says how, when people are on the sea mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, 
there's a storm and all that, mm-hmm. God delivers them. That's yes. what it said. Yes. And so there's many operations that God does. And mm-hmm. to some extent, to everyone on the universe, God has delivered them from something, exactly. somehow. Yes. Because he's just interested in yeah, them. I'm sure there, there are even situations where people are like, something terrible seemed it was going to happen. Mm. And even if they don't believe in God. Right. You know, because I'm sure there might be somebody tuning in who doesn't believe in God. Right. But, you know, there is something that happened and they're like, Mm. This seemed as though it was going to go completely downhill right. and something just changed. Mm. And see, that's the thing. That's why we have these conversations because right. for us, as we dig <laughs> deeper and we have conversations, we realize, wait, this is the power of God. Yes. He delivers. Even see, even when you don't yet understand right. or believe, he delivers. While we're yet sinners, yes, Christ, Christ died for us. us. Amen. Praise God, praise God. So let's begin with the first law. Mm-hmm. Let me just prepare my, myself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Your um, latte over there. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before it gets too cold. Mm. <laughs> Shall we not be lukewarm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. So what does the first commandment say? Mm. This is a very profound one. Okay. And it says, thou shalt not have other gods before me. Mm. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. So first mm-hmm. question, what does that mean? Hmm. That to me says, listen, Jay, mm-hmm. you can't be on Instagram first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, in a practical sense. I love how you're practical, right? Yes. <laughs> Straight it, it to the like, point. Listen, <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, remember, because mm. going back to what I said to you, or I asked you earlier, mm. do you believe that you're created by God? And mm. you said, yes, very emphatically. Right. Right. <laughs> and so um, if I believe that with my heart, mm. then I also need to know that nothing should go above God, because he is supreme. Right. And I am, I am to know that I am, I'm humble enough to re- recognize his supreme authority. Right. And that authority lies with him mm-hmm. and in no one or in anything else. Mm. So if I'm, if I'm permitted to give an example here, for sure. example, Go ahead. is, um, the, cause again, you know, people might think that this is like speaking to owners special particular mm. people but as we were starting to realize that wait this is speaking to much bigger groups mm-hmm. so um i believe that as god being transparent mm-hmm. never confuses us always reveals things to us right we can see this very um commandment mm-hmm. in genesis mm. where it's like hmm, how? Wait, how is that right so we know of, you know, the story of Adam and Eve, and mm-hmm. we here we see um, God really making a, a um, an expression of His will, right? Right. Going back to what His law is, mm. and that expression, that expressed will, was that God says in Genesis two seventeen, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, mm. for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Mm. So that is God's expressed will. Mm-hmm. That is God's law to them in their operations in the Garden of Eden. Mm. However, we know how the story goes. Right. They, things go zero. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> but the, 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 uh, the example I wanted to bring out, or the, mm. the, uh, the concept rather, is that we see Eve going, having a conversation with the serpent, mm-hmm. then getting beguiled, as she likes to put it, and as the Bible puts it as well. And right. um, then we know Adam follows suit. Mm. And so what we see here is that this verse, this very first commandment is um, 
now they've, they've, they've gone against it right, because right. they find themselves in sin outside of God's will. Mm-hmm. What is sin? The transgression of God's law. Right. So God's expressed will was do not eat. Mm. And they went outside. So they, they used the, the words of the serpent. They, mm. they, they found authority in him and his words mm. rather than the authority of God. So in this context, we see that they had put the serpent above as God, God as their God. Therefore, this commandment was not employed wow. in that context. Wow. Before we go to what are the benefits of this commandment, mm-hmm. um, this is a tricky one because God does not say, thou shall not have any other gods. Mm. He, he, he clarifies and says, before me. Mm-hmm. It seems the issue here is not, ne- not necessarily having other gods, mm-hmm. but having God as a God and then having another God before him. Right. So it's like if I if there's something that I I, I really enjoy mm. and um, this is something that is so that, that it's important to me. Mm-hmm. I can have something important, but then if I decide to give it so much attention that it becomes an idol in my life, mm. then it's like, so where does God fit in? Right. Like is that always before? So it's like, yeah, you know, I, I mean I, I still believe in you, Jesus, mm-hmm. but like I really think like this luckier charm is going to really strengthen me here. Mm. God is like, mm, and we, we're going to get more into that. So I won't say the <laughs> next one, but God is like, I think I am for me. That's not what I want. If you're choosing me, mm. it is me and me alone. Mm. And I must always come first. Wow. And I love what it says here in the, in the powerful book, uh, Patriarchs and Prophets, mm-hmm. the law of God. Mm-hmm. It says, um, man is forbidden to give to any other object mm-hmm. the first place mm. in his affections or his service. Mm. So as we dive into the benefits of this commandment, mm-hmm. why, why does God have to be first? Hmm. <laughs> why does God have to be first? Hmm. And then you, you, you link that into the benefits of not having any other gods before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before God. Well, I think I'll I'll take it on the other end. Okay. If I when I I've had moments in my life where I've put God last. Mm. <laughs> Zero. I've I I was struggling. Right. And so it's funny because I was I think before we even started the conversation, I said to you about that this Bible that I have here. Um, mm. my mom had given it to me from my university graduation. Yeah. In 2011, mm. and um, I had the Bible. It was there, mm. but then a few times, you know, dust was covering <laughs> it, which clearly meant I was not paying it any mind. And um, yeah. it wasn't. I would say really and. We know 2020 had a lot of things going yeah. on, but for me personally, um, in I would say more so in January of 2020, mm. um, I really started to pay more attention and to be like, you know what, God. So even before the pandemic, so I feel like mm. God was probably prepping me for what was going to happen the in March. Pandemic, Mercy. yeah. Praise Him. Yes. Um, but and I, I, I really started to study more. And so mm. when I look, when I think about it, I'm still walking with my on my faith walk with God mm. now. And when I look back at, you know, prior to 2020, mm-hmm. um, what, where my life was then to where it is now, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I was completely out of it. We, we have a, um, uh, a, 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 in the Jamaican vernacular, which yeah. I'll break it down for y'all, <laughs> um, which is basically our patois, is mm. we, we, we have a, a saying that says, um, if you're not here, you're going to feel Mm. And basically, it means that if you don't listen to the words mm. or the advice that is being given to you, mm. you may be f- suffering some situations because right. you might find yourself making a poor decision mm. and then having to reap the consequences later. Mm. So you would it would um, bode you well to let's mm-hmm. listen first. Yep. So for me, 
I am seeing that um, when I have put, when I've placed God last, mm. I've found myself in unfortunate predicaments, which I never want to be back in. Mm. So for me, it's that putting God first, mm -hmm. it gives me a light. Right. It, it illuminates my path. It's as though I could be stepping into darkness. So going mm -hmm. back to my Instagram thing. Right. So if, if in the morning, the first thing I do is go on Instagram, scrolling mm. whatsoever. So then next mm. thing I know, my goodness, it's time for work or whatever. And I mm. get, no, what have I don't mm. illuminate my life right. my phone has illuminated my face <laughs> with with giving me all of these flashes of all of these pictures and this but i have not had anything to to light my path mm. to, to 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 keep my mind in the will of god to to realize that there is wisdom in what he has to say that he loves me so much mm -hmm. that he wants to check in he's like okay I, I woke you up yeah it's my breath in your lungs Let's have a conversation. Mm. This is what I have. There are some things I have for you today. You ever find yourself just scrambling all yeah. day? Because you didn't go, you didn't check in with God to see what his plan was for you. Right. So that's why you're scrambling any day. And then you're like, mm. wait, well, what did I accomplish? Right. Nothing. Mm. Because you didn't check in with God. Wow, that's so powerful. And I wonder why God needs to be first. Does it have to do anything with him being the alpha? And, and the, the omega? omega? That's such so mm -hmm. that you know you cannot begin mm -hmm. without him because hmm. he's the beginning and the end so if you begin without him it's just not gonna work it's not it's, gonna it's work like you can't even start you can't even start no you have brought up a very <laughs> good thing and this blew my mind and i hope mm. you guys really listen to this right now because this mm. i don't know if y'all will it will land as whole um <laughs> it, 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 it land for me right but it just blew my mind mm. so I don't remember where in the Bible, but we know this is when God is having a conversation with Moses. Right. And I think God is sort of revealing himself to Moses and having conversation. Mm -hmm. And then he's supposed to now go back to the people and have a conversation with them. Yeah. And Moses is like, well, hold on, wait a second here. Um, <laughs> who are you? I, yeah, who are you? I didn't really, I don't think I know how to refer <laughs> to you. Right. And um, God says, I am that mm. I am. And I've always seen this, right? Right. And so, but but it hit home to me in a way where I was reading the Bible. I'm like, wait a second here. Mm -hmm. Think about it. So I am that I am. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. is taken from the verb to be. Mm. The verb to be, especially in English, yeah. you, there is no statement that you can make. Mm. No, no speech you can give okay. without using the verb to be. So James, yeah. we were messaging us. We were commuting here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, I'll soon be at King George. I will be there or <laughs> I am on my way. Right. How, there's no way else for you to speak because you mm. have to use the word to be. Right. And the verb to be is to exist. Exactly. Yeah. And God Love says, that. I am. Also, mm. a point of thing that I, I noticed. Yeah. In learning languages, mm. the very first word, the very first verb that you are taught mm. is to be. Wow. In French, et. Je suis whatever I am whatsoever wow. is in other languages pretty much like because that after after you're able to master that basic level then you go on to other words mm. so I just find it very interesting that wow. God says how you refer to him is I am that I am wow. to be because he exists he precedes all mm. and you cannot you literally cannot speak without him Right, you cannot be without him. You cannot be without him. Because in him we live and move. Move and have our being. Wow. So, so, so it's it's interesting that even to have a conversation, you mm. have to mm. use the verb to be. So it makes no sense to begin without him. Exactly. Or put someone else before no. him. No. Interesting. And and I love, I love God in that sense because 
he kind of, not kind of, but he actually deserves this mm -hmm. because Jehovah, which is the word used here, mm -hmm. means the eternal self-existent one. To be. Right? To be. He <laughs> exists on his own, whereas our existence is derived from him. Exactly. And that what that's what makes him God because he is self-existent. Self-existent. Wow. Praise God. So what's the next, uh, actually, before we go to the next, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> What are the, I guess we've touched the benefits mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. uh, but. But so I guess to simplify then, or to make sure that we all get it for me, yeah. the benefit of not putting any other God before me is that I have a clear sense of direction. Right. I know that what, when God, because God starts and ends stuff, right. I don't have to worry. Mm. So my anxiety, my, my, my worry, my fear, mm. that kind of thing, I don't have to, I mean, obviously as a human, you're like, oh man, this bill needs to be paid or this, that. And, you know, we have that moment. But mm -hmm. then when I'm like, hold on, you know, <laughs> I am a child of God. Right. He created the world. If he mm -hmm. created the world and he is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Omni he's everything. Omni everything. <laughs> then I can just rest in that. Yes. So it gives me that sense of peace mm -hmm. and that sustenance that it is him that I can rely on. Right. Amazing, amazing. So then, um, what's the detriment? Mm. What is the disadvantage mm -hmm. of, let's say, putting mm -hmm. Instagram before God or social Mercy. media or whatever right. the other so, God? So, so, so your mind will be fixed towards the things of this world. Mm. The thing, so, so you will start to where, for example, where God says, "I have made you in my own image." No, you're looking mm. at these images. Are you trying to be those images? Mm. And so you are trying to. You may fall into the trap of like, "Oh, but this person, okay, maybe I could do the makeup this way, or maybe I could do this, or oh, why am I not having the house, or why am I not having this?" Mm. And so you start to be um, as though you're feeling empty. Because you're not, and so you try to replace it with things that you're seeing that may not necessarily. And the thing is, when you do that, you're going to always have a void. Right. Because God is irreplaceable. Because God is irreplaceable. Mm. And so we have to realize that if you, as a human, when you long for something mm. that is like sort of an emotion, a feeling within, mm. a thing cannot sustain an emotion. Right. It's a person-to-person, -person, interpersonal connection mm. that creates connectivity and helps with sense of belonging. Wow. So if you're going to look at a thing mm -hmm. to do something that it's, it can't, mm. then you've already set yourself up for failure. Right. You can look to another person, but remember that other person is also flawed. <laughs> so we have to look at someone yeah. who is the perfect will, the perfect way. Mm. Wow. All right. Let's hurry up and move on. So... What's the next commandment? All right. This other one. And I think it's sort of linked to the, that first. Um, mm. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image mm. or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Mm. And I think it continues. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, mm -hmm. nor serve them. Yes. What does that mean? Hmm. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. So again, think about it. If you are a child of God, mm -hmm. you already are heirs to the kingdom of God. Mm. I know we know of, you know, in the, in, in, in the world, we have royal families, etc. Yeah. Mm. You would never see someone from a royal family bowing down to somebody else. Mm. They, they, either so so that 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 gives sort of a context for us there yeah. but bowing down ourselves to them is really um putting that thing 
and saying that, you know what, I'm putting all my allegiance to mm. this. Um, all of my faith is to this. Mm-hmm. And therefore, whatever it says I'm going to do, whatever mm. they say I'm, I'm going, going to, to do. Mm. And so you don't want to condition yourself to something mm. that is not God. Right, right. That makes sense. And I guess that speaks to the disadvantage of breaking this one because uh, what people were doing back then is mm-hmm. they were worshiping the true God yes. using images or similitudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, no, you cannot do that. You cannot worship me with any similitude of anything. Because, because I am the only one. Exactly. Right? And if you worship me through an image or similitude, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, does, what, what that does is it lessens. It cheapens who God is. Exactly. Yeah. So God doesn't want because us to think cheapen about him. it. Mm. You would be you as the human is trying to make something and then say this is for like 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 we don't have anything in us that we mm. can give to God of our own. Right, right. Yeah, it's and, interesting. And notice who God is, and even in verse four it says, um, "Do not make anything of any likeness of anything that is in heaven or mm. in the earth or in the water." That goes back to creation. Right, He's showing him. Listen, I have all authority on this here. Mm. So there's nothing that you have, nothing that you're gonna try to create that I haven't made. Right, and you cannot equate me with everything I've created, with exactly. anything rather than exactly. I've created. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I think that's covered, right? Yes, it is. There's the benefits. Mm-hmm. Did we touch the benefits of you know not doing this? You have a true conception of who God is mm-hmm. and you have a clear mind of who you're worshiping. Yes. That's not polluted with any other thing. Exactly. All right. The third commandment. It says, I, the Lord, thy God. Oh, actually, that's not the third commandment. It's yes. part of the second. Mm-hmm. I wonder why the second is a bit longer as well. I know. But it says, um, I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. Um, can you explain that for us? <laughs> <laughs> so I, for, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. So what yeah. God is basically saying, listen, mm-hmm. you know, um, I created you. Mm-hmm. I love you with my whole heart. Right. I am the person who cares so deeply for you. Mm. I have so much compassion for you. Mm. And I want you to know that. And so if, if I can receive that, it means that God is saying, so therefore... I need to, just like how I'm Alpha and Omega, I am mm-hmm. the first. God right. is saying, um, because of how, where I stand and my authority, mm. I cannot be in lineup mm. with these other <laughs> graven images. Right. Or whatever else that you might put into your life, even if you choose another human. Mm. Mm. Because sometimes it's not our, our image per se, but it could be a human or an identity that we are used to or, mm. or something that, that, that is holding us. And God is saying, listen, mm. you have to understand that because I created you, I know you way more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Your, 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 your humility to me, that reciprocal relationship that I want to have with you has to be um exclusive in that in that context mm. that it, it's me and you walk in here and nothing else anything else is going to be a distraction mm. so mm. i don't want you to have to deal with that kind of competition right right let's eliminate that <laughs> let let me be supreme in your life mm-hmm. we'll see how far i can bring you wow that's beautiful that's beautiful so verse number five, which is where we found the verse, um, I'm a jealous God. Mm-hmm. It seems like God spent some time describing who he is and giving a little bit about his character. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why that is. So mm-hmm. he says, you know, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Mm-hmm. 
And then it says, and showing mercy mm-hmm. unto thousands of them that love me and, and keep. keep. Mm, that word again, eh? we, we keep, we can't My commandments. escape it. Eh? It's can't. funny how within the Ten Commandments, there's an instruction to, to keep. keep the, <laughs> can I tell you? And so, and I always believe that when God says something, he all, he's very purposeful. Mm. He's never going to put anything random. Right. So that's important. And I know people can get hung up on the part that says, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Yeah. But again, if you only read visiting the iniquities part, right. then you're going to like, geez, God is just so cool right? and yeah. rash. And man, <laughs> like it means that what my, my grandfather, grandfather, grandfather did is going to befall me. Mm. But listen, it says of them that hate me. me. And so we have to remember, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I think that's the contrast that's shown here. Exactly. It shows those that hate, but then those that love me. There you go. And to get thousands of generations. Exactly. So look look at that, right? Mm. So thousands upon thousands. And it's funny because we we hear that that, that, that kind of... um, conversation mm. even towards in revelation right and so we we must understand that you it is you who walks out of god god mm. will never walk out on you wow so there are many times in our lives where we're feeling like, oh god has forsaken me mm, no You're... he's not <laughs> trust me he, he hasn't like he literally can't do that so because it's not in his character it's not in his character <laughs> so because of that we have to realize what did i do Mm. And that's why he said, of them that hate me. He never said of me who hates you because you've done this. Mm. He says of them that hate me, it them re- who choose. Wow. It reminds me Proverbs 8, mm-hmm. the last verse. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't remember the reference. <laughs> Is it? it says, they that hate me mm-hmm. love death. Going back to, very, very, I say unto you, if mm-hmm. you have not, if you don't keep my words, you've chosen death. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the third Yes. Is it the third commandment? Yeah, you Thou... no, no, I'm not a math person. <laughs> <laughs> That's why guy gave us... Can ten, I tell you? Ten, ten commandments, ten fingers. Come on, keep up, guys. Keep up. It's easy to count, right? Right. So after they're still failing. Lord, thank you for your grace. All right. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Mm. For the Lord will not hold oh, him guiltless, guiltless that takes... Take his name in vain man i remember being a child and hearing mm. that and i was just like anytime i heard anybody say anything i was like oh, if you can say that <laughs> um but th- this one is one that i feel like we we don't really spend much time on. i know yeah like like even now i'm like oh yeah this one is one of them isn't it <laughs> <laughs> like i don't think i even remember that this was here it is um but how do we do this, James? I think we both need to try to break it down. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what I love about this one or the, the aspect I want us to talk about is uh, where God says, I will not hold him guiltless mm. who does this. Mm. It seems that it's implied that mm-hmm. the Lord sees that many people think mm. that they can go away with this. Yes. That they are guiltless in, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not anything. Right. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean... It's it, it. I mean, it's not good to do, but it's not that terrible. Exactly. Like that's sort of the. So God cl- clarifies and says, "I will not hold him guiltless." Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure if you have some examples though of how one would um, mm. take the name of the Lord thy God, well, His God or her God in mm-hmm. in vain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if not, let, let me just give some yes. context here. So yes. this commandment not only prohibits false oaths, like. Uh, you know, in in my culture, mm-hmm. 
when you're making an oath, mm-hmm. very big one, mm-hmm. you have to invoke the name of God. Oh. Right? Mm. So if you use that, mm-hmm. knowing that you're actually not telling the truth, oh, okay. then you are playing around with the, with with the, the name, name of, of God, the Lord. with yes. the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, so what this commandment is doing is prohibiting uh, you know, that plus common swearing, where we just, oh, yes. you know, mm-hmm. use the name of God anyhow. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But it also prohibits using the name of God in a careless manner. Yes, in a careless way, right? right? Yes. And and it's just sad because in our world today, many mm-hmm. people use the name of God yes. in a careless mm-hmm. manner. In, Very true. Like in comedy. In comedy. And, in, all these in, you know, in, yeah, in, in swearing or in... um. The, you know, or even I would say, um, not giving the power and effect and the, the, the holiness to God's name. Exactly. I think also comes into play that where people just kind of say things. Mm. I think my worst pet peeve is to see God being written with a lowercase g. My <laughs> heart cannot take it. And I know that might sound very different, but for me personally, that, that alone just is like, no, let's, let's, like my phone be auto correcting. I'm like, no. I know, you right? You don't know this. It has to be a capital G. <laughs> well, I guess we need to talk to Facebook. Facebook and YouTube, because when when they do their subtitle things, Mm -hmm. God is always lowercase. Yes, let us not play around like that. Right. But but, but on a serious note, though, Mm. it really means, it goes back to saying that, listen, if you are going to call the name of the Lord, call upon the Mm. name of God, Mm. let's make sure that what you're saying is Mm. not a frivolous comment. Right. It's not just something that you're just saying for jokes or for Mm. this, because like we know from the Bible that in the presence of God, angels Mm. fold all their wings. Isaiah 6. Man, that, that alone just... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like, what am I doing? I feel like I need to wrap my whole set. We need some wings here. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. So so I think this is this is to remind us, mm. I truly believe, of the holiness of God. Mm. Like, like, because, we, you know, we don't see him. Right. But his presence is always there. Mm. And so when we think about that, like, we really have to realize that, no, we can't just be saying mm. any and anything. That like, this right. is just not anybody. Right. This is the king of kings and lord mm. of... Like, like, listen, like, think about it this is the holy per the holiest person that we mm, ever know like right. think about it that in the courts of heaven when when jesus is walking through mm. the angels know that this is their supreme ruler right right their supreme king mm. so we can't be just here being like oh whatever mm. no we could be struck down god is not going to do that but you might do that depending <laughs> on what's going on with you but i'm saying i'm gonna be struck down in a different way for him to remind you of who he right. is so let, like uh, you brought up something i know sort of derailing but no this is important um i remember you know you know think about work or school and you're just mm. like Oh, I need to come to work. But you know what? I'll just call in sick. Listen. Mm. Listen here. If you read this thing, and remember that God has all authority and power and holiness. Don't play those games. Right. Because if God is going, God can say, you're, you're trying to play around with that. If you want to be sick, you can be sick, you know. <laughs> so let us not play that game. So me personally, right. you know, you'll never hear me call in sick if I'm not sick. Because the mm. worst could happen is that I am befalled. I'm right. struck down with illness. Exactly. Because it wasn't true. Wow. And then after me, like, Lord, could you please just help me save me from this? No, <laughs> because I would have put myself into problems. Right, so right. that's something that that comes to mind for me. And that mm, praise God. Psalm one hundred eleven, mm. verse nine, verse nine. It says, "Holy and reverend mm. is His name." So this is something to think of. And I don't know what you have to say on this thing that people use today, where we have short appellations for God, like you know. Um, you know, when you use the word of God frivolously in conversations mm-hmm. and 
today it seems to have been normalized, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But should we just go with the flow or do we have um, a different set of instructions from this verse? Mm, we have a different set because you, as you said, you know, it, it points out, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Mm. And the, the, I truly believe God would have left it there because that's right. clear. It simply says, don't take my name in vain. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's the second part that shows us we have a duty. Mm-hmm. So it's also, and that goes back to, you know, if I say I believe in God, mm-hmm. sure, God says yes, but I also have a duty. Right. And, and that is where the law for me truly comes in because no. I, 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 I know that for some people it's, it's, it's a challenge, especially mm-hmm. if you've grown up in a household where, you know, just have faith, just believe in God. But, but all throughout the Bible, we're seeing here that everything that God says to us, there is a second layer there is that responsibility. So if I'm chosen, then I have responsibility. If I'm walking with God, if I believe in him, I must walk. I right. must show. I must do up, be a part. Mm. And so I really want to encourage anybody who is listening, who is probably trying to figure out, okay, what this Ten mm, Commandments mm, thing mm. and that kind of stuff is that... It can be a challenge. Your mm-hmm. works, because as we hear the law, you know, we're always thinking about, oh, yeah, those legalists and whatever. <laughs> and I know many people think that as Adventists, we are being legalists, mm. you know, that legalist and that kind of thing. And that is why James and I are here this today right. to have this conversation, to yeah. really break it down, because mm. God always has a duty for us. Right. You can't say, oh, I'm a royal priesthood, but you're not doing any priestly things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to work out. Right, right. You, you can't say you are, you are, you're the ambassador of God, but you're not showing anything. Mm. And so, so that is what comes into play here where it says, the Lord won't hold you guiltless. The <laughs> Lord will not say, oh, but you believed in me. But what did you do? Remember what Christ said? Mm-hmm. People, if you didn't serve the poor, if you didn't feed the hungry, if you didn't do things, then you have no part in him. You, you did not do anything. Exactly. I never Those, knew you. Exactly. I never knew you. Mm. Those works will not get you into heaven, but certainly if you don't do them, <laughs> you, that won't will, get. you won't get in. <laughs> So therefore, you need to make sure you understand this more. And I I really encourage people to Mm. spend the time to delve in. You never know what you can find. And I truly believe that if you you seek with your whole heart. Right. You will find. You will find. Wow. I love that. I love that perspective because (sighs) this one is going to get deep. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Because it says um, not to take the name of the Lord God in vain. Mm -hmm. And then you ask, what is the name of the Lord? Right. Mm. And they have several names. And right. But then in, in, a, in, a, in a clear context too, it says that there's only one name mm-hmm. given among under among heaven, heaven by which we must, be saved. we must be saved. So in a sense, when you profess to be Christian, for example, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you are using the name of God. Mm-hmm. But then imagine if you profess to be Christian and then you have a different lifestyle. Right. That's the deepest type of taking the name of the, the Lord, Lord God in vain. It, that is so right? true. Exactly. And then and then I'm also reminded mm, of a verse. That's good, James. I can't find the reference, but it's in the Bible, guys. Mercy, yeah. It says, um, let him, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that mentions the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. depart from iniquity. Mm. And that, that connects with what we're talking about right. here today because what's the opposite of iniquity? Mm. It's the law of it's God. The law of God. Yes, right. because... If you are outside of, that is sin. Right. So there's a responsibility aspect here. That's the thing. And that's what ties in back to the, you know, the whole concept of as Adventists, what we're, we believe is that we do, we have a duty. Yes, mm. we have grace, mm. but we have a duty to God to show right. him that 
because of so much of what he has done for me, mm, mm. I am honored to walk in the things that he has for me because that, that what he has for me in his law mm -hmm. illuminates my path day and night. Right. Plus it's life. Because if you don't do it, you cannot ex be. Ex right. <laughs> to exactly. Be. <laughs> to be. <laughs> now let's go to probably your favorite. Yes. We talked yes. about the Sabbath mm -hmm. on our previous i think it was mm -hmm. episode number two mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can guys uh, watch it or listen to it mm -hmm. uh but maybe just to summarize here mm -hmm. um the fourth commandment it's yes. probably the longest one it is actually the longest mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. and it sits in the middle mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and uh probably maybe you want to read that for us all right sure remember the sabbath day to keep it holy wait hold there why remember Mm, hey, <laughs> going back to what we were talking about yeah. earlier about the hints that god gives us yes so where else remember this is exodus 29 this is where the children of israel and that kind of thing but where else mm. do we know of the sabbath is where there else? anywhere else do we know of the sabbath and if we're starting with the person who is to be <laughs> it means we must start from the beginning adam Exactly. Mm. And when we started from the beginning, we're going back to Genesis, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so we know in Genesis, we mm. hear of the Sabbath. Are we, didn't we not? We did. Excellent. Okay. I mean. <laughs> ah, so you see, almost getting carried away. <laughs> Genesis but 2. Genesis 2. Right. Exactly. And God says in, in Genesis 3, he says, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he had rested from all his work which God had made. Mm -hmm. And we are being told here about the seventh day, right? Right, seventh okay. day. Okay, all right. So remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. So notice even in this context here, we don't get the seven, right? As I just read here, we, in just... Genesis it says the seventh day. Mm -hmm. But in this, it just says Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But the clue for that that joins both together is to keep it holy. Hey. You know why that is the joining thing? Mm -hmm. Because in this... It says, and God um, blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Sanctify. Sanctification. What does it mean to sanctify? To bless. Mm -hmm. To make sure that it is set apart. Mm, for holy use, right? For holy use. Wow. So, so remember that God always gives us clues. Everything is not going to necessarily always be given at one point. Mm -hmm. But if you can draw from this, wait. So even if I don't understand what the word holy means, I know that the word sanctified was mentioned. I know right. the word blessed was mentioned. Mm. And I know I see remember the Sabbath day. I know that there was a day that was rested upon. Mm. Huh. Could this be what I need to remember? Right, of course. And so that is how God really wants us to mm. come. You see, God wants us to piece things together to be like, right. wait, okay. Because God could have just given us one book and be like, here's the thing. Your, um, <laughs> your four parents, they sinned. Mm. But I came. I'm gonna, I died on the cross. Um, just wait for me mm -hmm. and um, believe in me, do God's will, and it will be good. And that would be that could be just three lines, right? We didn't need 66. Wow! So, the reason that we because God wants us to Connect, study to show study. ourselves what approved, thank you very much. God. Wow, that's amazing. So, they, they have to remember, mm -hmm. and I love how God does this, it's like He's He's reasoning with us in a sense, yes, right? Like exactly. the previous says, he said, um, I will not hold him guiltless because he knows what you're thinking. Right. You're and thinking, I can get this, I can get, this, I can get so away with this. There are so many things here, God. It's always like, think not. 
<laughs> uh, we will want, we will we'll get that in another part. But think but, not, right. right? But he says, think not. You know, he says, just so you know, right? Like, let me just mm. reel you back in before you get derailed, right? Okay. And it, in a sense, it's a protection, right? Exactly. And then here he says, remember, mm-hmm. because he knows there's a tendency to forget. Exactly. Right. And at this point, the children of Israel had forgotten, mm-hmm. right? About the Sabbath, because mm-hmm. I mean, days were busy back then, twenty four seven. There were there were slaves, right? Mm-hmm. They were used to this mentality of always working, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we are today, hey, right? Mm, the Just busyness, busyness, mm-hmm. right? Keep going, keep, keep going. going. But you then God is saying, stop, stop, stop. Reminds me of yesterday. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Listen, we listen. The Holy Spirit works, when I'm telling you. Amen. So mm-hmm. they have to mm-hmm. rest and remember God. Yes. Remember God. Mm-hmm. There's a powerful statement that, you know, if people had kept the Sabbath, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any atheists today. Mm. Because when we rest on the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. we reconnect back to the creator. Ex- certainly. Yeah. And I, I just, I really like the word remember. Mm-hmm. It's like God, God, God really. And that, that just shows for me his tenderness. Right. His, his care. He's just somebody like, he could have said, the Sabbath day, keep it holy. <laughs> he could have. You know, that's, that's straightforward, that's right? That's straightforward. Mm. But it's basically, as, as we had just had remember and say, lest we what? Forget. Forget, right. Remember. Remember. Like if you were leaving, James, for a long time, mm. and you were like, all right, remember me, you know? I'd be like, oh, touched. I'd be like, of course I'm going to remember you. I won't forget you lest right. we forget. Right, so right. So it's sort of the same kind of thing. Mm. God is saying that, mm. listen, I just told you, look, like, remember what I did for you. Mm. Remember I brought you out of bondage. Right. Remember I freed you. Mm. Remember mm. that I, I am jealous because I love you so much. I don't want you mm. to be mm. caught up in anything else. There shouldn't be any competition, anything strange or anything like that. Mm. And this is the one time I must have it here because of my social work that just came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in in other contexts, when our other human mm. who is flawed mm-hmm. can say no, you can't t- you can't talk to other people. You are mine, and there mm. is this this um you know power and control that is being taken over you, and so that can be leading to an abusive situation. Mm. That's not what is being spoken in scripture here. When God mm. says, "I'm a jealous God," right. and He doesn't want you to have anybody else, right. because remember, unlike um humans who are flawed and can um you know really use their power to excess and to mm. create problems right. and to to hurt others mm. god doesn't have that aspect of him no. because there's no evil in him mm. so therefore when christ says i'm a jealous god yeah. this th- there's only positivity here there's right. no negative so i really want that just came to me i wanted mm. to make sure that we we understand that if somebody's doing something saying mm-hmm. something trying to control you that's a whole that's different, a whole different situ- situation but wow. with god you'll never have to worry about his power being used in a way that is exceeds what it needs to be Mm, mm, powerful verse 9 says six days shalt thou Mm. labor and do all thy work and Mm -hmm. i was wondering to myself is that also a commandment Mm, six days shalt thou labor Mm. and do all thy work well (laughs) that 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 just pointed something to me labor (laughs) you know it's funny like i think some countries have um Labor Day, like in mm. Jamaica, we have Labor Day. Yeah. But when I hear, came here and saw Labor Day here, I was just like, wait, you guys, mm, y'all don't understand what it means by to labor. 
because in Jamaica, yeah. for Labor Day, mm. you're actually actively out. You are mm. painting the pedestrian things. You are um, cutting grass. You're probably doing something at your home to mm. improve and spruce up your areas. Right. You, you know, maybe somebody goes to a school, help with repainting it to kind of give it a facelift. Mm. Here at Labor Day, people are just on holiday, chilling at home, <laughs> watching TV. I'm like, mm-mm, y'all didn't get that instruction quite well. <laughs> right. But going back to labor, mm. um... In Genesis 2, we see here, and the Lord God took a man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Mm. And But going down to verse um, verse 19, I believe, you mm. know, we see where Adam is being given some tasks to do, mm. naming the animals right. and all that kind of thing. Notice that God gives him a task before he gives him a wife. That could be a mm. different conversation. Right. But anyway, Next but time. <laughs> here, we, here we see that God gives Adam tasks. So, Adam, as much as he was in a beautiful garden, mm. he was not just there to just chill and be idle. Right. So I think that also points out to, remember, um, to six days to labor. Mm -hmm. And I think that that points to God wants us to be active. Right. You know, God also says, be, be, be what? Um, occupy until I come. Right. So I, I, I believe that. So that six days of labor, I think that's that six days of exercising the things that you need to do because I know in this world and what's mm. going to be happening. Right. And even, you know, the children coming from Egypt. Okay, so yes, you were in bondage and you were slaves and that kind of thing. Mm. But God is now saying, you will still have some things to do. Right. It will not be as though with the whole slavery situation, but mm. you will still have some things to do. Mm. And so because I think you will have some things to do, let's try to get those done in six days. Mm. That's amazing. And uh, it also speaks to the idea that you cannot truly rest if you haven't worked. Right? Uh, yeah. And so you kind of need a balance of both. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's, yes. that's an interesting aspect to mm -hmm. point out. Mm hmm uh, verse 10 says, but the seven days, the Sabbath of the Lord, thy God in it, thou shalt not do any work. Mm -hmm. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. All right. So pause. So now remember going back to what I was saying earlier. Mm. So we see here, now we can go back to Genesis 2, where it says, and God blessed the seventh day. Ah, mm. do we see something here? But the seventh day is the day, Sabbath. Right, Sabbath of the Lord. So, so again, this is why we, we read together. The Bible right. is a holistic book. Right. God never leaves us in the dark. Mm. We get some elements, some hints in the beginning right. of God's law. So notice this pointing to the seventh day mm. pre-existed time way before the children of Israel became a whole nation. Right. So right. that is how we, we understand and we now know, oh, Mm -hmm. That seventh day that was not a blessed, the sanctified, something that was made holy points to this. Mm. Amazing. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is and rested. rested. So, the even the, day. so that's the key word now that wraps up everything. Right. And it can't be now, now we know for sure. So even if I was out mm. here talking rubbish, you guys <laughs> could see that it says, for in six days, the Lord made the heaven and the earth. Right. Where does that point us back to? Genesis. Genesis. Wow. And says, wherefore the Lord blessed Ah, the so now the day. word, so now, so you know, I think God is really one of those that teaching people, you know, like kids, you heard blessed before. <laughs> no, can we find the word blessed again? Yes, right. it is. Here it is. Praise God. And hallowed it, which is another way of, you know, sanctifying it. There you go. Amazing. So uh, real quickly, uh, what are the benefits of the Sabbath? Mm. And I tell you. Mercy. A list. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me. Um, the benefits of the Sabbath is that I really can tune out. 
of mm. all the noise of the world. As right. we were mentioning earlier, there's so much busyness. Like mm-hmm. when I said, pe- people are so like they don't have time for nothing. Mm. Like I remember even pre-COVID, right. like I wasn't a person who really ate breakfast. Even today, I didn't eat bre- breakfast, but that's another situation. <laughs> but I was graciously um, taken care of here. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where we're so rushing, right? We're mm. so busy, 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 busy. Mm. And then this is the one day I'm like, hold on. I mm. actually can spend this entire time with God. With God. Wow. What does he have to say to me? Mm-hmm. And I've realized that anytime that I've, I've, I've paused, mm-hmm. there is a refreshing, a renewness, mm-hmm. a, um, a rejuvenation that I experienced to tackle right. today. Mm. So for me... I really feel that that sense of peace, that sense yeah. of rest, my mind is clear. I can more focus. I am not bombarded by what is happening in the world. Mm, that's powerful. That's powerful. And maybe from your experience, what's mm-hmm. the detriment of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not keeping the Sabbath? Because, I mean, most yes. of the world does mm-hmm. not keep the Sabbath, really. If you think well, it's interesting, it. you know, on one hand, you find yourself trying to uh, make up for it. And it's funny because many people don't think that they're trying to make up for it, but you'll see why I say that. Think mm. about it. In in our life, the society is structured in such a way that there's so much busyness that mm. you have to be, oh, um, speaking to your employer. Excuse me, mm. could I get um, these two weeks off of vacation? Wow. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Let us. Tra- you notice that we have to do that, right? right or right. people are like, oh, I can't wait to go on vacation. Or mm. there'll be this one event that's happening, this um, retreat. Mm. Um, that is happening, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're gonna go, you're gonna tune out, you're you're not gonna have any phones." You're not. I'm like, mm, I have that every week, <laughs> but that's another conversation. And, and so people pay millions of dollars or money mm. and this to go to these retreats to to relax, to to to, to disconnect from the world. And I'm like, every Sabbath I have that for free. <laughs> And and yeah. so 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 the thing is that we have to realize that now you start to put stuff in to fill mm. the void to, to 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 work things out into your life to right. ask from your employer if you can mm. get these two weeks vacation and all of these things and you're 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 doing extra than you needed to be done right. because every week God made sure that mm. you wouldn't have to ask no one right because as a and I said this it came to me some weeks ago and I was like could the Sabbath be a human right mm. Because if I'm a human right, and I didn't create myself <laughs> and God is the creator right, and he rested and now he's commanding me to rest, mm. that's a right that I have. So wow. why would I set up my life in such a way to devoid myself of that human right? Mm, that's very interesting. So I need the, fr- so, so I want to walk in the freedom that my, my, my father has given me mm, mm. and the freedom of that is to hold to my human right. Wow. And to ensure that nothing can distract, deter me from experiencing the joys he has for me in that human right. Wow. Wow. That's that's a revelation right there. Yes. Uh, could the entire law be a human right? Exactly. Because think about all the human rights. Mm-hmm. Where are they really based on? Where are they really based on? Much of them talk about people who are being treated or being mistreated. Right. Or people who could be seen as vulnerable. Mm. So if you notice, God <laughs> makes sure that he says... That everybody should rest. Right. Even the stranger within mm. your gates. Even your manservant, maidservant, which is really anybody who would be in slavery. Right. So notice that God is really pointing here that, listen. Everybody needs everybody this. Everybody needs this. It doesn't matter from where you are, what station in life you are, if you're a foreigner in a land. <laughs> 
there is something always deeper to what God has to say for us. And that is what I want to encourage us to realize mm. here. That like, how could this be exclusive when he lists out all of these things? Right, right. Have you ever been a stranger somewhere? Right, right. That's exactly. And so we need to, we realize that this speaks. So think about it too. Mm. People can say, but wait, the Sabbath are those for the Jewish people, right. the children of Israel, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, and I want to make sure that I quote this correctly, so I'm going to just pull it up here. Mm. Mark 2.27 says, the Sabbath was made for man <laughs> and not man for the Sabbath. Wow. So let's go back to that concept of the inclusive, exclusive kind of thing. Mm. Mm. If, if when we look at this and we talk about the Sabbath in, 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 in the Ten Commandments here, would God, and I really want to speak, be curious, mm -hmm. our listeners, anybody who is here, be curious and, and answer this question to for yourself. If God says the mm. Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath, mm -hmm. man is a holistic word in this context. Mankind. It's speaking to mankind, to humanity. Mm. Right. Would God have the Sabbath be for everyone, but then the other nine commandments for another group of people, just an, in, an exclusive mm. group? Doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because our God was not, he doesn't do confusion. Yeah, he's consistent. He's, he's not the author of confusion, Exactly, right? he's not the author of confusion. So that for me points that way then if the Sabbath that is in the Ten Commandments is for all mankind, mm -hmm. then there's something more that I need to understand and learn about the other nine. Right. Because that, that, that wouldn't make sense. Mm. So I really encourage people to study it a little bit deeper when it comes to this. Yeah, it's amazing. The Sabbath is, in fact, a need, like you just outlined. Mm -hmm. And you brought up an interesting aspect of, uh, you know, the, um, the human right thing. And making up for the Sabbath as a disadvantage. I think if you look at the world right now, especially mm -hmm. with labor unions mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. those people involved in workplaces, mm -hmm. they're advocating for, you know, a day of rest. Which is interesting. <laughs> as I'm saying, we humans, it's almost as if we, we, we have something. Yeah. And that can be good and great, but unfortunately, because of sin, things have been tarnished, and yeah. we, and, and then because you get so caught up or you're used to your own traditions or whatever, mm -hmm. we miss the beauty in what God is saying. Then mm -hmm. we try to make our own beauty, but right. God said, "Don't make any graven images. Mm. Don't try to line me up with right. what I've already outlined. Wow. I will not be aligned." Wow. Is what God is trying to say. That's very so deep. no much effort. So just like on me, mm -hmm. as much as I enjoy, I love the law of God and I can see its benefits in my life. Mm. There is nothing that I can do. Be like, okay, well, I went to church on Sabbath. I didn't mm. steal. I didn't do these things. That is of none effect, right? Because it is God Himself will be working in me to mm -hmm. make sure that when I do these things, it will bring glory back to Him. Right. So I can't work my way to anything to get mm. into the kingdom of God. That is very clear. All throughout this, God is. Pointing himself back to himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Okay, let's get to our roots, right? Yes. Law number five. Mm. <laughs> commandment number five. Honor thy father and thy mother, mm -hmm. that thy days may My be long mm -hmm. upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. I mean, for this one, we don't have to tell you the benefits. Exactly. Because it's outlined. <laughs> it says your days will be long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... Um, is there anything you want to tell us about this commandment, Javoy? You know, um, this can be a very tricky um, statement, actually. Mm. And I think so it's because my, my, my half social work brain comes out in this, <laughs> <laughs> as I sometimes always say. Um, mm. Because when you think of honor your father and your mother, mm. you know, off the bat, some people can be like, well, mm, 
I don't know if this speaks to me mm. because I didn't grow up with my father or right. my father passed before I was born mm-hmm. or um, my father and my mother, they didn't treat me very well. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a household that exude love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so for them to be like, and so why am I honoring them? <laughs> for what? Um, no, right. this is not going to happen for me. Mm. Um, but God is saying, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So, so mm. many things are in this. Right. On one hand, that, I'll, I'll just add the last part where it says, which the Lord thy God had given thee. Right. So off the bat, God is saying, I know mm. it, it, it can be rough because of the, what you may have experienced. Or remember, wow. it's me. I'm the one talking to you. I am going to be giving you these things. Wow. So which means that I am in control, which means mm. I'm in con- I'm in charge, which mm-hmm. means that I'm your father. Wow. So 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 on off the bat, but if you have a good life, then mm-hmm. you automatically see, of course, I can honor my mother and father and honor them and everything works. But if you haven't, look at the last part of this. Wow. And see that God is saying even if you don't have these things, remember it's that wish the Lord that God, me, I'm mm. speaking to you as my child. I'm your father. I will give you this. Mm. So in essence, God is saying, you're going to be honoring me really. Mm-hmm. So even if you think that the other things didn't, you know, fall in place or mm. who was even that father figure for you or that mother figure for you, mm-hmm. honor them because at the end of the day, it's everything is pointing back to me. So you're not doing it because they deserve it. Mm. Because you think you need to do it. You're mm. doing it because I am going to be laying this out for you. Wow. Because I say it, right? Exactly. Amazing. This is great. We're almost done. <laughs> yes. And I, I just realized my time. Hmm, yes. <laughs> when, when, when you're doing things for God, when the spirit leads you. Right. Follow. Right. So the sixth commandment says, now it starts to get shorter, right? Mm, mm-hmm. we, we, we have chunks at the beginning yes. and then it becomes shorter and shorter. Yes, because I, as in any teaching thing, you mm. first, you explain the meat, the meat mm. stuff and then the things, then, then now you should be in a capacity to understand how to now read between the lines. Right. Interesting. So it simply says, mm-hmm. I think it's four words, if not five, thou shall not kill. Mm. Thou shall not kill. Mm. And remember, as I was saying earlier, the hints yeah. about the commandments. Mm-hmm. Where thou shalt not kill. Mm. Again, would God have just made that only for the Jews? They, they're the only people <laughs> who should not kill? I don't no. think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. But if to give us even more context, mm. remember the Bible is a holy state book. Yeah. In Genesis, mm-hmm. we know the story of Cain and Abel. Yes. All right. We know that there was a requirement. Again, mm-hmm. God's expressed will was yes. given. So that's yes. another way of showing us that the law of God has always existed. And, mm. and Cain and Abel's story, they were not Jewish Jewish boys. No. Exactly. They were the children of Israel. So mm. it means that this preceded this specific um, command. 20. Exactly. Yeah. And in that story, um, we see that due to conflict, mm. um, Cain basically kills his brother. Yeah. And the very first thing God says is, what have you done? Mm. And so when we look at God's response and God says that the blood of your brother cries upon me from the ground. Mm. And then, you know, God is basically saying you, what you've done 
no, you're going to be cursed. Mm -hmm. So when we look at God's response, right. we can see that that was a hint to show us as a people that mm -hmm. no, this is not something that he wants for us right. to do. It's not his will. It's not his will. And God even says in the verses before, he says, you know, if you do good, once you be accepted, and mm. if you don't do good, then sin lies at the door, which means you will be outside of God's will. So mm. if you if you decide to kill, you're putting yourself outside of God's will. You've transgressed this law. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And, and I believe when Jesus came, he kind of expounded what this means, right? Mm -hmm. He says, if you hate your brother, it's exactly. the same thing, right? Exactly. So it shows that the law is exceeding broad and it goes deeper. Right. And that is why you must spend the time because, mm -hmm. again, if you didn't grow up understanding how the law plays or you thought, oh, well, it's done away with. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. you have these conversations and dig deeper, you will see how they're all linked to grace. Mm -hmm. Because as much as in the story with Cain, and though he killed his brother and mm -hmm. he was cursed, Cain then was like, Lord, I can't know if you're going to put this mark on me, I'm going to lose it. Like, can you please? And God still made sure that he covered him despite and in spite of what he did. Amazing. And I love that the law is not just a list of, you so I mean, uh, do's and don'ts, for example, mm -hmm. but it's like you said, an mm -hmm. expression of his character, right? Yes. And one of the things I enjoy seeing is looking at the law and asking myself, how does this reflect God's character? Mm -hmm. For example, thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. Would killing be in line with God's character? Mm. And you see that, that is where things sound like, oh boy, <laughs> how do we even answer this question? Because right. of course, people who are not of faith will be like, oh, but we hear of God um, killing mm. people and nations and all those kind of things and wars and all of those kind of things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But again, Everything that God does has a context. Right, right. And so the thing, though, is that I, as Jehovah, I cannot kill anyone. One, against the law, obviously, in the mm. world, but also, to that I cannot give life. Mm. So we have to remember also, to that God is supreme. Right. And all authority begins belongs to him. Mm. And whatever he does, he will never do anything that is outside of. Mm -hmm. He will always do what is in accordance with his character. And so... It, that point is back to actually the the the, the um the, the commandment in chapter five. Mm -hmm. I mean verse five, sorry, that verse says, five. visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children mm. unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate, hate me. me. Right. Exactly. Context. So right. context is always everything. So when we, we look at those things, the people who ever had to suffer anything, mm -hmm. we must explore on what side of mm -hmm. God's law were they? Were they in Mm. Out. Wow, that's beautiful. All right, so the seventh commandment says, mm -hmm. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm. So tell us, what does it mean? What are the benefits of obedience and hmm. disobedience, disadvantages? Well, for certain, so thou shalt not commit adultery. That has obviously has to do with a with a, a an intimate relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, you first of all, God, marriage. We know in the beginning in Genesis, <laughs> Adam and Eve are joined together, leave right. and cleave. We all know that situation there, mm -hmm. and so we know that that is seen as a sacred thing. Mm -hmm. And so stepping outside of that has caused many of the problems, including social issues, including right. social work issues. <laughs> In the world, right. including the need for counseling mm -hmm. in the world. Right. And so we can see that this creates 
um, a, a really deep impact. It, it impacts trust. Mm. It impacts um, people. It, it challenges your, your, your idea of security, mm-hmm. feeling whether um, physically secure, mm. emotional security as well. Right. And so those are some things that so there's so much going on in the world. To yeah. add this to the list, it will be a tragic thing, right. I must say. Right. But also, we must realize too that this was also hinted back in earlier. I always mm. think like, like this, it, it, it just amazes me how God, even before the Ten Commandments were written in its entirety like this, it was pointed back. Right. Story of Sarah and Abraham mm. with Abimelech. Abraham mm. says, yeah, um, so <laughs> this, meet my sister. God must have been like, uh, who? Your what? Um, mm, right. This is not your sister. Mm. This is your wife. But he right. doesn't tell Abimelech. But then God reveals in a dream and says almost, I'm like, Ooh, you're a dead man. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is happening here? Right, right. Um, you are not, that, that's not something that like, what? No, wait, wait, stop this. Let, let's, let's gather ourselves together here. Yeah. And then God basically says, no, don't worry. I'm not, I won't slew you. No, you won't be killed. Nothing will, that will happen. Yeah. And he revealed it to Abimelech that, wait, no, this person is the sister, not the wife. This is this person's the wife, not, not the, the sister. sister yeah. Right. And um, God says, don't worry. I prevented you from sinning. Mm. That's powerful. So, so think about that. So, 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 so again, we see that this is something that God was not going to have any part in, mm. but, and he made sure to show even before this, that this was pointing to this very scripture. Mm. Mm. Do not commit adultery because this would have created so much problem. The di- mm-hmm. family dynamics are already hard. Yeah. James, I'm sure you must know you have many siblings. <laughs> In contrast to me. <laughs> and so I'm certain that every day is not a wonderful day. It's a, it's a good day that the Lord has made. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so we must realize that if already in, in our regular families, let's not add to the issues mm. that we can already mm. face. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Praise God for that. Mm. Thou shall not steal. Mm. That's the next one. Thou shall not steal. Um, I think in, in a sense, this, is, this one is sort of simple. God is basically saying, listen, Again, you're you're an ambassador of God. You mm. are a child of God. The cattle on a thousand hills belong <laughs> to your father. You don't Not need to, to me. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to be doing and going outside of what he's right. going to provide for you. His provisions will always be there for you. Wow. So to steal would imply that you don't trust that God Ex- will take care of you. Exactly. So therefore you can't say God is your is, is Jehovah Jireh. You realize right. that. Going back to mm. his name. Mm, don't because take it in vain. You don't take it in vain. So you see how everything is linked, James. Wow. That's okay. that's beautiful. That's right. beautiful. Right. As we catch up here. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Mm, false witness. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. lie. <laughs> A.K.A. fallacy. <laughs> is what God is trying to say. He's like, listen. Yeah. Um, He's the way the truth. And the lies. Right. Not lies. So lies are against who he so is, lies right? Lies are against who he is. And that's why we have to make sure. Oh, and mercy, this just came to me. Mm. And after it just, the little Holy Spirit laid it on my heart. And I'm going to open my little pamphlet here. <laughs> it says, and I know this is, this is going to sound harsh um, to people, but this is important for us to realize how things are called together, mm. especially as we talk about bearing false witness. Right. This verse is 1 John 2, 4, and it says... Mm. He that saith, I know him, mm. and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and mm. the truth is not in him. Wow. 
So you realize that God really emphasizes truth. Mm. And so if truth is really emphasized to God, it means that he wants it to be to be catered to, to mm. be protected, cherished, to be cherished. So so spreading lies about our people can mar a person's character. Right. Do you want to mar the character of God as well? Mm. By the words you're saying, going mm. outside of what he has proclaimed. Wow. So if you say you believe in God and you love God, mm. but you're not keeping his commandments, you're then you're a liar. Mm. And that's a strong word, but that is the truth. That's the reality. That is the reality. So we have to make sure that we understand where things are coming from. Mm. Mm. Well, as we conclude, it says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, mm-hmm. nor his um, manservant, nor mm-hmm. his maidservant. Mm-hmm nor his ox, mm-hmm. and it goes on. Anything that's your neighbor's. Exactly. That boils down, James, to relationships. Mm. People who we see. Right. Going back to the stranger within your gates. Right. You realize that? Mm-hmm. So God is basically saying, listen, remember me. Mm. Remember where I brought you from. Right. Remember that if you do these things, mm-hmm. what can happen? <laughs> Remember that I need you to spend some time mm. with me. Mm. And remember not to neglect your neighbor. Right. That's wow. really what the, what the Ten Commandments are saying. Now, mm. why would not those concepts be things that we all embody? Mm. It's kind of surprising, though, that we kind of embody them. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, corporately speaking, as mm-hmm. a nation. Mm-hmm. But... We are just selective. And that, and that is where the problem lies. You're like, ah, that person is from where? Mm, do I need to be neighborly to them? Right, uh, right. That person doesn't speak English. Do I mm. need to? Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, we're also selective, like, with the whole law of God. Mm. Oh, yes. Like, you know, like, you have all the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. We all agree thou shall not kill, right? Exactly. But we probably don't agree on the Sabbath. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? And, and... And what's wrong with that is it says in the book of James that if you break one commandment, mm-hmm. you are guilty of all. Mm-hmm. Maybe as we conclude, tell us why that is and show us that connection within the laws that we've just seen here. Mm. How, is, how is the Sabbath, let's say, connected to your neighbor mm. and not lying to them? Mercy. And why is it that if, if, let's say, you have any other God before you, mm-hmm. by default, you have broken everything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see, the thing about it is that God has, because God chose me, mm-hmm. God chose you, God chose the people listening. Yeah. God is saying that there's a standard that I have for you. Mm. You know, in this world, we, you always hear, oh, YOLO, you only live once and you'll die <laughs> once, but that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, it speaks to, oh, live your best life, right? Mm. We've heard that statement. Yeah. But God is saying... I want to give you abundant life (laughs) that your joy might be full. Mm -hmm. And so all these commandments are Mm -hmm. pointing to that abundant life that Mm -hmm. he wants to give us. And guess what God is saying? Yeah, I want to give you abundant life and you. And I want both of you to reciprocate that. Wow. That's amazing. And so what we see in each commandment is that in the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. there's no point in Javoy alone resting on the Sabbath. For what? While her friend or someone else is hustling mm. and bustling and working or trying to maybe get in maybe two, three hours sleep mm. and then go back to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. 
it, it's supposed to be a holistic thing where all of us can come together in fellowship and realize that, wow, look at where we've come from all week. Mm. Man, I was having a crazy week, but right. isn't it so good that we can just be here in the park sitting and enjoying nature? Mm-hmm. Isn't it just so good that we can hear words of encouragement from the sermon? Right. Isn't it so good that we can hear sip some tea and have good <laughs> conversation? Yes. God is saying that, listen, Mm. everything that I'm doing is for your safety and for your protection. Mm. You see, when you're younger, you know, when your parents give you certain rules, oh my gosh, they're so restrictive. They don't want (laughs) to do this. I remember (laughs) my mom and she's going to die if she hears this. There was one time when I was younger and she was like, no, I was at home and I was like, mom, can I have a disco ball in my room? (laughs) Because I wanted to just have my own little party at my own house. And my mom looked at me and she's like, Jane, (laughs) Jesus is coming soon. (laughs) And I was like, what? What does that even mean? How, how do we make that connotation here? What? But you know, it's a profound statement. It and is. I look back at it now and I'm like, no, mom made sense. She's like, you're going to spend your time in your room in a disco ball. When you have friends, you could tell about the love of God and wow. how he sustains, how he takes mm. care, how he wants to make sure that you're in harmony with him. Yeah. And so when I look throughout all of this, mm-hmm. God is saying, Keep in harmony with me as I want to be keeping mm. harmony with you. Keep in covenant with me so that I can wow. keep in covenant with you. I have a standard for you. You are not like the average person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to live your best life here? Mm. I have abundant life for you here. Wow. Where are you trying to go? Mm. So, so you can't. And here's the thing, you know, God has freed Because he's <laughs> a gracious God. Yes. He's like, but you can choose. So I'm just laying it out to you in a mm-hmm. simplified way. Ten right. simple things for you to understand that. Listen, mm. when you choose me, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Amen to that. You're, you, I might be weak, but mm. you are strong. Mm. And so because God is strong, his perfection mm. will come through in my weakness. Right. So I am not, again, Javoy can't keep the law of God. Mm. I have nothing within me. But his grace, and that's his grace is sufficient, will help me to effect and to do his will. That's it. And I must bring others along. Mm. That's it. That is the the, the chosenness with the duty, with the responsibility. That is the grace and the law working hand in hand. Wow. So it's a beautiful harmony, right? And it ties in with uh, the summary of the law that Jesus gives. You know, the first five talk about our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And the last five are relationship with others. So love God with all your heart mm-hmm. and love your neighbors thyself. That is the message. And if if let's say you break the Sabbath, mm-hmm. you can love your neighbor all you want mm-hmm. and actually be the best friend, let's say. Uh-huh. But how about your relationship with God? Exactly. It's broken. It's broken. And it goes back to that analogy given in the book uh, by John where he says, if you say you love God and hate your neighbor, that's a lie. Exactly. But the other way is true. If you say, I love my neighbor and you don't love God, mm-hmm. it's also zero. <laughs> it's, a, it's a zero all the way. So there has to be a harmony in it. So the law of God presents to us a balance. A balance. That if we need um, you know, to have a balanced mm-hmm. life, abundant life, yes, exactly. we need to keep the law of God. Exactly. Because it's life. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's life. Mm-hmm. Because now, if you're doing false witness to your neighbor right. and not keeping the Sabbath, mm. then what are you communicating? <laughs> because there's, there, it's either truth or not. Right. Right. Amazing. Maybe as we close, um, yes. any final thoughts? I think for me, um, 
I, I just want to encourage those of mm. us, you know, you too, James, who is here and, um, you know, people listening and probably watching mm. that God has a special plan and purpose for us. Mm. You know, there are 66 books in the Bible, but he's laid out 10 simple things for us mm. to really just understand, to spend the time to explore. And I really want to encourage because I know that mm. not everybody understands how the law is. When you hear law, you think of, you know, mm. judgments, you think of things that are hard and arduous and things like that. Mm. But I hope that through this conversation and discussion that you can see that there's much more to it. The love yeah. of God radiates through his law. Mm-hmm. Like just as though you're the person who loves you, maybe it wasn't your mother or father, but it was somebody who was near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. They had certain things for you. And as you grew, you realized that these were things to shield you, mm-hmm. to protect you. Yeah. The world is already hard. Mm-hmm. If you multiply it, it's going yeah. to be even worse for you. True. So I really want to encourage individuals to spend the time. Mm. investigate it invest in the time to see what does god law has said i understand his grace i know christ came mm. but christ also said think not that i am come to change the law mm. but i've come to fulfill right and so the way in which god can fulfill his law is through us by laying it on our hearts mm. and, and then it is his grace working through us to perfect us to be and do his will mm. so so let us spend the time and i, I really encourage us to to, to do so Praise God, praise God. Uh, you know, I believe it's Psalm 119. It says, thy law is exceeding broad, mm. which means there's, there's so much in the law of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it also says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things from thy law. Mm-hmm. So I hope that that will be your experience mm-hmm. and that you'd continue to study more about the law of God. The Bible makes it clear that the law of God is good. Mm-hmm. The law of God is holy. The law of God is not burdensome, mm-hmm. as some people say, say yeah. but it's the law of liberty mm-hmm. and it's not our works. It's mm-hmm. actually God working within us to do his good pleasure. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great experience, mm-hmm. but also what's the other alternative, right? Right. Like, what else can we get? If you don't keep the law, it's like you are, that's self-harm as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And I believe Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes yes. chapter 12. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last chapter, right? Mm-hmm. It says... In the conclusion of the matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep God and... and uh, I mean, fear, fear God, God and keep his commandment. <laughs> We're going to get that right. Fear God and keep his commandment. That's for the this, whole duty of man. For this is the whole duty of man. Yes. Right. And James, I don't know. I am impressed to just pray for someone who sure. might be listening um, to us. Mm. And so I just want to um, 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 pray for, for, for us as we, 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 we have this exploration and these conversations. Like, listen, James and I, we are still on our faith journey. Right. We are not um, saying that we know everything and that mm. we, we are just, you know, we're the best Christians or anything like that. We're simply saying, listen, we're taking the time to unpack this, as or, or Jack would <laughs> love this, um, right. to unpack this. And so I just want to pray for somebody right now. Father, we want to thank you. We thank you that we could have this conversation. Mm. We pray, oh God, that Lord, for those who have always felt that there has been a conflict between the law of God and your grace, Lord Jesus. Mm. We pray that, Lord, at this time, you will just speak to their heart. Help them to to take up back their Bible, to have a Mm. conversation with someone and to say, wait, 
I think there's something that I'm missing here. Mm. And I ask so far that you will be with them, your Holy Spirit, who will come, the comforter, who will lead them into all truth, that they too can come to understand the beauty that is seen in your law. Mm. I thank you for everything. I, I, I thank you for what you're already doing in their life now, Lord Jesus. We mm. ask this in your precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And I hope to see you on the next episode of Why SDA.